want this to be known because I think it's a it's a huge misunderstanding. And you know what? That's intentional. It's intentional to keep everyone unclear on how this works because then we are the scapegoats for when the crackdown eventually comes. Welcome back to On the Horizon. This is Melrose Michaels. I am your host, and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Assembly 4 are a collective of sex workers and technologists working to bring the overall cost of advertising down for sex workers through their ad platform, Trist.link. Educate clients through the Good Client Guide and much more. Assembly 4 caters to all genders and demographics and raises funds for organizations to fight for sex workers' rights, the decriminalization of sex work, and against exploitation in the sex industry. Learn more at the website assembly4.com for the word, not the number. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. Today's space is going to be just an open space, so... I want to leave this time for like people to come up and ask about challenges or questions they have or are facing in their business, as well as anything you guys are curious to know about my businesses. Um, I'm pretty much an open book, so feel free to ask whatever's on your mind. Also, I really want to foster kind of this culture in these spaces of sharing resources. So if there's resources um, you'd like to share, please come up and do so as well. It doesn't have to be questions or comments. It could definitely be just sharing with the rest of the group. Um, and then also if there's platforms or strategies you're using or implementing that are, you know, you're seeing success with, I think that'd be really incredible to share as well. If you aren't familiar, we do have this sex work CEO Telegram bot. And what it does is it will push a message to your Telegram app every single morning around 10 a.m. Central Time. And it'll give you a content idea and all of the captions pre-written for that content idea for you to use and post on your platforms and monetize to the best of your ability. So if you struggle as a solo creator to come up with content ideas, this might be a great option for you as a tool. It costs less than 50, 50 cents a day, so it's $14.99 a month, and then you get 30 days worth of captions and content ideas. And they also vary. So there's some that are really vanilla, there's some more fetish leaning, and a lot of them are also interchangeable. So you can use them for couples if you aren't just a solo creator. That all being said, I would love to start bringing you guys up here. So the first person requesting that I see is Hazel Taylor. Let me add you a speaker love and we'll kick this off. All right, Hazel, you had Hello. Um, thank you so much. I have been struggling with finding a e-commerce site where I can sell things like panties or like custom videos, things like that. Um, that does not take a huge payout. I have an LLC, so I am able to um to get like a payment service, but are there any e-commerce sites such as like Shopify or something like that, that uh, is sex work friendly or like high risk business friendly? That's a great question. So the the mainstream ones like Shopify or like Wix e-commerce, anything that's going to handle media, that's not going to be allowed for explicit. So like even if it's just a transaction, even though it's not the like facilitation of providing the content, I would still steer clear of those. Um, there are some adult sites that will help you facilitate that and take a lower cut. Like I want to, it's been a while, let me pull it up on the internet, but I remember like I want clips had a great custom video functionality 
back in the day. I'm not sure how that still works. Most of my customs and, and things like that, I facilitate via just DM on OS or my fan sites. I know panties, you have to be a little bit more careful because you can't share shipping information there. But what I'll typically do is I'll take payment in the form of tip via OF for those purchases. And then I'll gather the actual shipping information via like a Twitter DM. So that's kind of what I've historically done. Because I don't think there's a mainstream site that you could just fill yourself. Unless, of course, a great option for that could be a product like um, Model Centro, where you build your own adult website. I believe their split is 75 to creator and 35 to them. And then you could facilitate all of that in one place. So that could be a great option, but it's not going to lower that payout or that cost that's associated with it. Like, you know, OnlyFans will still take 20, Model Central will probably be taking 35. Um, so I don't know if we can get the cost down just because it's a high risk industry, quote unquote, even though it's not. Thanks. It's just so frustrating that I am able to see all this retail of, you know, mainstream stuff and it's, it's not like I'm doing anything illegal or anything like that. And I'm like, I don't want to have to pay, you know, 20% to someone else to, you know, just, uh, sort of, yeah. just to facilitate a payment. It's ridiculous. It's and then have that other cut on top of it too. You know, uh, Ruby, Ruby's here. I'm not sure if she's available to come up and speak, but I know Ruby had a lot of success selling panties, but I think it was a, strictly a website for that. So Ruby, if you are available to come up and speak, let me know as I'll bring you up. Um, cause I think you could definitely add value to that. I saw she just released um, a book around kind of her success in that sector and, and part of the industry as well. Let me bring you up. Okay. Thank you so much. Of course. Hi, Ruby. You have the mic. Hello, my friend. I am here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Um, yes, I, my book that's releasing, I'll plug, I'll shamelessly plug my book that's coming out next week. Get it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in it, uh, there, a site called scented pansy so scentedpansy.com you pay a monthly fee of ten dollars and you can list what you want on there is there any like is there any cut or anything like that or it's just a flat fee it is 99 yeah so it's just a flat fee of ten dollars that you pay you can if you pay like a year or six months in advance it's a little cheaper but then you negotiate payment with the buyer. So, for instance, I did cash. That was my main one. Uh, okay. Yeah. You don't have to pay a percentage. Okay. Is there any way also that someone can pay with like a credit card that doesn't have that isn't cash app because cash app isn't sex work friendly either? Right. So there there isn't. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. You you know it's just taking the normal pay things Venmo, Google, whatever okay. you're comfortable with. And you said scented pansy, P-A-N-S-I-E. Uh, P-A-N-S-Y, like the flower. P-A-N-S-Y. Okay. I'll take a look at it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You bet. Thanks so much, you guys. Okay, so I just pulled this website up my as well myself. So it looks like it's primarily for panties, but you said you could sell other things too? Right. Uh, you can sell clips there, panties, bras. Yeah, basically anything. Interesting. And then it's just the flat fee to kind of host, it sounds like, monthly. Correct. Interesting. What a great idea. That's where I got my start. I love that. Okay. Well, cool. I might have to open up one of these bad boys too. Thank you, Ruby. Thank you. Look at us solving each other's problems. Okay. So we've got also another request here from All for Art. So let me bring you up, love. You are added as speaker. Two cents that wish tender is also really, really sex work friendly these days, too. Oh, love. Yeah, wish tender. I'm familiar with them. 
because they can facilitate not just wishless things, but other things. Correct. Correct. And they don't take much of a cut. I think it's on deposits now, but it's not much of a cut at all. So yeah, their so their website has a hundred percent payout. So I'm assuming they maybe charge a fee on top, like to the fan on top of whatever the creators. Totally. But it's, they're really wonderful people. They're very active on social media. They're, they're just everything about them. I found has been really, really helpful and good. Love that. Good call. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with like Wish Tender. I've seen also Throne as another player in this similar space. I'm not sure exactly how they compare pay like fees and stuff directly to each other, but those are probably both great. Yeah, as Fin Doms, we like Wish Tender because we can have up to a hundred thousand dollars on there, and if somebody wants it, they'll buy it. So that's amazing. Wow, that's a high price point. Yeah, too. I mean they don't put a cap on it. I've seen people do some serious tributes on Wish Tender. So that's impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you for adding value. Appreciate yeah, thank you. you for listening. Of course. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends, because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep and we want to make as many adult creators businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. One of the ones that had come up and I experienced this as well. So when you're uploading the clips for sale inside the like, you know, the creator dashboard or when you're inside the, the site itself, there, whenever you upload, even if it's solo content, you have to select your yourself as a solo performer and enter in yourself as the solo performer. And then when you get to the place where it asks for compliance records, you have to submit a 2257 of just yourself on the content you're uploading. And I wanted to put this out there because I think a lot of creators are getting stuck at this part. And because we did just talk about clips for sale, a lot of you guys are like looking into it. So I wanted to address that because I got stuck at that part too. So if you are doing solo content, you do have to list yourself as a solo performer and do a 2257 compliance form for yourself on that content. So you'll need one of those 2257 compliances for each piece of content you upload there. And I know that sounds like a hassle. I, I get that. I feel that in my in my workload too. But at the end of the day, they're going above and beyond to meet compliance requirements. And they are a 20 plus year old company. So they know what they're doing. So I would, even though it might be a little bit of a, a struggle to go and fill out those forms for each piece of content, at least you know now you have it documented for each piece of content that you have the compliance for it, even if it's solo content. And you can rest assured that, you know, when these companies like MasterCard Visa or one of these far right extremist groups like Nkosi and et cetera, come for these sites that the ones left standing are going to be the ones that really go hard with the compliance. So I hope you guys find a little bit of peace of mind in that, even though it is um, a bit inconvenient. Because that's how I'm choosing to look at it as well. So I just wanted to fill you guys in on that because I was getting a ton of questions about that. All right. So let me go to these, um, some of these DM questions really quick. So um, this question from DM says, legally, can you write off cuts like the percentages to OF, clip sites, and payment apps that take your money? So I'm not, I always have to lead with, I'm not an accountant, a bookkeeper. I'm not licensed to talk about finances. So this is not financial advice. But with my personal experience with my uh, accounting team, my bookkeeper, the you are only liable for the amount that of payment that hits your account. So after your your cuts and your fees are taken out, you're liable for what you receive. So that's how I would answer that question. Again, you need to speak with someone who's licensed and can actually advise on finances for that. But that is how we're currently running my adult business. So like Melrose on that side of things. So um, also not just like subtracting the cut to the website, but also any fees that are associated with, even when you're like doing things like shipping pannings, like that shipping fee is a is a expense to your business. So again, tracking that stuff is so important. Um, then making sure you find a financial advisor or an accountant or a bookkeeper who understands that. 
and also too, I would like to stress, like, don't be afraid to educate your the team you're building around yourself on so how these things work. Like, my bookkeeper had never dealt with someone involved in OnlyFans or involved with adult before. So, like, I had to educate her, like, okay, the website takes 20%. I receive the rest, and then I have – that's my taxable amount. Also, each of these people tipping – like, the way I facilitate revenue on OnlyFans is through tips, through content unlocks, and through this – like you have to kind of educate them on what this landscape looks like because they're just not going to know. And without that knowledge gap so being filled by you, the creator who is uh, experienced and well-versed on this, you might be leaving yourself open to financial liability for stuff that you don't necessarily need to be. So always offer to educate the team we're building out like, hey, I, I have you worked with OnlyFans or adult creators before? Are you familiar with the space? If not, do you mind if I go over how some of this works with you? Because I want to make sure you understand the landscape a little bit. Um, most of them will be really open to that and open to you, I guess, outlining how this all works just because they're unfamiliar, but they're also unlikely to ask you to do so because they might be uncomfortable with just the adult space in general. So I always offer everyone I work with if they would like me to expand and explain how some of this stuff works and what this area, this industry looks like. And I would definitely suggest you being the person that leads and offers to open and lead that conversation as well just because stigma is real and a lot of these people are not going to outwardly open um, open up and ask for that. So just a, a little piece of advice in, in terms of how that goes and how that's gone for me. Okay, let me go back into some of these other questions that we have been receiving. So this is about clips for sale. So finding it very difficult to make some sales on clips for sale, even though uploading consistently using proper hashtags, etc. As uh, at the moment, I'm losing money instead of making money. So this was a tweet that we had gotten from Miss Brittany, Ander Brittany Andrews. My suggestion is, so I had a, a Clipster sales store many moons ago um, when I was under a previous stage name. And I only recently have revamped and opened up a new store under my current name. Um, so uploading is difficult. Like we'll kind of discuss the, the thing that I got stuck on was making sure you list yourself in solo content as a performer. You have the compliance paperwork for yourself to get through that upload process. But if you're uploading consistently, tagging consistently, my tips then would be, how are you marketing on on Twitter? I guess not social because you can't market clips for sale everywhere, but on Twitter specifically. And then also, are you using like strategic marketing and advertising to get people from your Twitter to your clips for sale? So are you promoting just like auto tweets, which are going to be less effective? Are you promoting actual trailers to the videos, which is going to be much more effective? And then when you're linking back, are you linking to the content itself on Clips for Sale or your store as a whole? If you're linking back to your store as a whole, that's going to have a lower conversion rate. And if you're linking back to the exact clip that you're promoting, and if you're promoting it with a trailer, that's like saucy and enticing. Remember, trailers for content should always kind of walk that line a little bit. Like it should show enough to make them want to click and take an interest but not too much where they can just get off to the clip and not want to see the whole thing. So a little food for thought, but that would be my first approach that I'd suggest reviewing um, is how you're marketing it on your Twitter, just because that wasn't mentioned in this feed specifically. So uploading consistently, tagging consistently is really, really great, but you've got to get traffic to your clips for sale looking for your content to begin with. So I think that might be the shortcoming there. All right, we've got a question from Ambriana, Ambri Taylor. Let me bring you up to speed. Hi, um, I have been binging your Horizon episodes and YouTube videos, and it has just been a wealth of information. And even if it's a topic that um, maybe doesn't pertain to me, I still listen to it because there's always something new I can learn in each episode. So thank you for that. <laughs> so I just had a couple questions. I, I think that they're going to be really quick to answer. 
Um, I was wondering what you use to edit your pictures, and then I was wondering how you make your boomerang for uh, your gaming Twitter. How I make my boomerangs for my gaming. Oh, um, okay. So for editing photos, the process I usually use uh, right, or right now, my current process is like I, I take all my photos pretty much in lens buddy just because it's really quick. The auto timer is really nice. I can use my front facing camera, get like 300 shots. And then also I can, you can in lens buddy app, you can thumbs up or thumbs down the photo and then it saves it to separate like folder, like a thumbs up folder, thumbs down folder. This way I only save the photos I like and not every single photo I took to my phone because that is a huge waste of space on your iPhone especially. Um, so first I started in lens buddy to take and capture content photo, like photo content. And then I will, once I've saved the ones from my phone that I like, I will usually run them through FaceApp. I've created my own preset in FaceApp, which is just like, it's not like the presets that they have, like the crazy ones that make everyone look the same. Although not bashing those, totally have used those before. But I like to just do like a skin smoothing. Like you kind of, you can build your own preset. So do the stuff you like to your face, save that as a preset. So I have a Melrose preset in FaceApp that I just run really quick. I save that. And then I take that FaceApp saved photo into facetune and then i'll like me i'm super anal about like i don't want an outlet in the back of my content so i'll like take that out of the photo or as a ceiling fan i want that out of the photo or, like a mark on the wall or if i want to touch up my body or my skin or like you know edit out a nipple for instagram or something all of that will happen in face app so for me the process is lens buddy for like, taking the photos and then um, face app to edit my face and then face tune to do anything else and then I save it but when I get really crazy I'll go into Lightroom with like a Lightroom preset to edit the colors to just give it like a real wow factor but that's almost always for like an Instagram pick not for like the average adult content that goes up on OnlyFans I hope that helps <laughs> oh my gosh yes um <laughs> thank you and then for the boomerang for your gaming so for boomerangs, well, the, it's funny that you bring that up because I get asked that a lot. But um, all I do is I go into Instagram, like stories, and I'll just do the boomerang feature in Instagram. And then I'll just take it there and I'll just save it to my phone. Okay. Okay. And one last yeah. thing before, before I get uh, shut off here. Um, oh, no, please. You can stay as long as you want. No one else has a question. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I was wondering, I know you had mentioned in the past that you were doing mentoring. I think that was something that you were kind of testing is that anything that's in the horizon? <laughs> <laughs> On the horizon. Um, so I had done the mentorship because I wanted, like the biggest challenge I, I felt for me as like in this role of like having a responsibility to educate like this audience that we've, you know, this CEO squad that we built out was I wanted to really stay in touch with the challenges you guys are facing. Like I understand that the average creator that tunes in and is listening probably isn't at the earning level that I'm at right now. Even though it's not the biggest, but it's not, it's it's a different level of the game. So I feel like I was out of touch with the challenges the average creator was facing that listens into me. Um, and that's kind of why I opened up mentorship was that I wanted to see if I took on a few creators and really helped them hands-on with like page-specific information, um, if I could make a difference in their pages. And also, if I did that, I would be more in tune with what they're facing and what their actual challenges look like currently because I felt like I was a little out of touch. Um, so I did that program for about 60 days. We did it between, I think it was like, I think we, I only took on 10 creators because it was just a lot of time uh, intensity, but I'm not doing it actively anymore. We did grow all of their pages, um, some pages by double in that like 30 to 60 day period. But the biggest takeaway that I got from doing that with that um, group of creators was the common struggles are that the copywriting isn't that good. Like the average creator struggles to write great captions 
which is why we launched the Telegram bot in the scripts in our shop. And then the other part was having a really consistent page strategy of like how they post to their page and how they time things and training the fans um, how to behave and interact with the page. So the fans knowing that a new video goes up at this time, this day, every week, so that the fans engage with it because they know when to expect it. Um, so I really, what I tried to do is like take the things I learned from all of those pages and then put them out to you guys as just solutions. So like the Telegram bot was a solution from the mentorship program. The scripts is a solution from the mentorship program. But I could stand to talk more about paid strategy um, potentially. So that that's a good thing that you brought it up. But it's not something I'm actively still doing, um, short answer, just because it was so time intensive. And I take that, like I take it really seriously. Like I, I still communicate with those creators. Like they, they still message me on Telegram. Like I want to keep tabs on them. I want everyone to be really successful because not just my reputation's involved, but like I, I really latch on to y'all. <laughs> so I am... Um, yeah, I couldn't do it just because I can't continue to do it because of the time and I want to build better things for everybody. But yeah, it, it was a, it was a cool moment in time and I learned a lot that I feel I've, it's made Sexwork feel better as a whole to provide solutions. But if there's something like you're specifically challenged by, like we can talk about it here on this phase if you're open to it and, and see if I can help. I, I appreciate that. I'm sure um, as time goes on, I'll I'm, I'll probably have more specific questions for you. I'm just about to start up an OS and, and all that. So okay. I'll oh, keep sure. that in mind. So thank you so much for your time. I, I so appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you. Okay, let's see. I've got shy interest. Stephanie, let me bring you up, love. You have the microphone. Hello, Stephanie. Um, Sarah, I'm, I'm multitasking at work. But um, first of all, thank you for these spaces. Very informative. I'm sure everyone agrees. So yeah. I don't have so much of a of a question as of yet i know i will but um you I, I was you know kind of listening um to the whole consent thing with um many clips or i think you said many clips many many with i don't remember what you said but um i was like right about how things have been to how you thought that you have like the consent specifically i was done oh yeah for clips yeah so i mean like i'm obviously not as big as some of the people in here awesome to be among so you know people that are so successful in this field um i myself um just do beat content but um i also have the occasional coaster for like foot job videos and things like that and one of the biggest things that i've come across is um consent now um many of these sites require written consent from the everyone you know starting on the starting on the video and um, sometimes, you know, you have verbal consent, but people don't feel very comfortable giving out, you know, IDs and things like that. Now, I've never done that, like, as far as, um, like, getting, you know, the consent from someone, like, um, like I'm supposed to on many vids or something, because I don't deal with that platform. But um, I did want to mention that um, I don't know if anyone here uses loyal fans, but loyal fans doesn't require consent, like, you know, if you have, I mean, you shouldn't post anything that you don't have consent for anyways, but like if you have, you know, verbal consent and maybe that person just doesn't want to put their name out there in that way, even though it's confidential, I just, you know, wanted to say that that kind of worked for me. Um, having people buy pre-made um, things off of that, it takes, you know, it does take 20%, but um, I believe um, it's less than some of the other platforms. And it, I mean, it could work for, for someone. I just wanted to kind of... um throw that out there i don't know if everyone if anyone here works with loyal fans but um looks like there's a lot of only fans um but but either way just an fyi i guess 
Yeah, lovely. So actually, I'll, I'll bring up Melody J in a second. I know she does represent loyal fans to a capacity, so she's probably going to have a lot of good value. To oh, yes. Uh, in terms of the 2257, so every platform an adult, whether it's like loyal fans, only fans, close for sale, many of it, if there's anyone else in the content, uh-huh. legally speaking, like on a federal level, you have to have uh-huh. a signed 2257. Really? So even if the platform just asks you to tag them or whatever, it technically is illegal, uh-huh. and the only person that you're called responsible is the creator. Oh, so no. that's why platforms may not require it because they're not going to be held liable should something happen. So just things to consider. No, yeah. What else Thank you. Because I didn't know I'm over here thinking I'm going to help, but um, but it's good to know. It was a great topic to bring up because I'm sure a lot of creators, smaller ones especially listening, aren't aware of this. But um, the app I use that's been really helpful. It's like a 99 cent app. It's by Larry Walters, uh, their foundation. But it's called Quick 2257, and you download it to your phone, and basically it takes you through all the steps of like holding your like submitting your ID photos, all of that, and then it you at the end you email it to the other person in the content, so they have their copy as well. And when you email, you can obviously print it and upload it or save it, and upload it to these sites like uh, Clips for Sale if you are going to oh, use yeah. a site that active. So um, that's a really good thing that everyone here. I would definitely suggest you have it Whoa. i find that when i'm creating with other creators if they have two quick two five seven app i have quick two two five seven app we just switch phones i do theirs they do mine we send it to each other and then boom we're good with compliance and then if you want to take it a step further because compliance um there's also measures around if you if you're speaking federally given no one has ever been prosecuted for the way that they store their files but there is a correct way to store your files due to okay. the regulation um what i've done is i've opened up a um this is not this is not legal advice, but I've opened up a Proton mail just because it's encrypted, and I have uh, an email that's like Melrose two two five seven at Proton me. And every time I do a quick two two five seven, I send it to that specific email that's encrypted for safekeeping for strictly two two five sevens. I use that email for nothing else. This way, I have all my two two five sevens on file in that email. I can access them from anywhere at any moment, and all of my compliance today and my record keeping is uh, aligned how it should be so that's just a little a little trick from the trade that i've been doing that seems to help yes thank you i might see this is why i like to you know i, I make time for these even though i'm at work because it's, it's full of information so yeah no sir. yeah for thank you for that so i'm gonna i'm gonna quiet myself and continue listening um and, and thanks <laughs> Yes, you're so welcome. I'm going to bring up all of the details. Yeah, and I'll be listening to Ms. Melanie. All right. Thanks so much. Okay, Melody, let me bring you on up. Hello, darling. I'm here. I'm here. Welcome. Thank you, darling. Thank you. So, um, yes, I'm glad that this topic was brought up about loyal fans. Um, It is kind of a misconception that we don't want the paperwork and things because we don't ask for it up front. What it is is that we expect you to have your own paperwork and whenever we get like a dmca takedown notice or something like that then we contact you and say hey we need the paperwork and we expect you to have the paperwork it's not that we don't want you to have any paperwork or you can get away with that it's just that you know we we expect you to be adults and to have it you know and you know that's how we're running it right now now in the future i don't know if that will change or not but yeah that's just how we're doing it now so i am glad that that was brought up and it it is easier you don't have to tag the other creator that's in there on loyal fans but definitely have your paperwork in the background so 
I just wanted to um, let you guys know that. Perfect. Thank you. And that, that's very similar to how a lot of these fan sites are running, right? So like OnlyFans just requires you to at tag a creator in the content. But if there was ever a discrepancy, if the creator ever said, hey, I want this taken down, um, or if MasterCard Visa ever added pressure or the government added pressure to OnlyFans, they would send out, you know, a, a message to you saying, hey, you need to submit the 2257 on this. And if you don't have it and can't produce it, you are held responsible. I think that's the biggest thing I want everyone to take away from this is that right now the policy and legislation in place holds creators ultimately responsible for all of this. So it's very important that you cover your bases. You're getting 2257s. You are you have the up-to-date current ID pictures that are valid and not expired. And um, as soon as those IDs are out of date, you technically can no longer use that content unless you update it. So I want this to be known um, because I think it's a it's a huge misunderstanding. And, and you know what? Like that's intentional. It's intentional to keep everyone unclear on how this works because then we are the scapegoats for for when the crackdown eventually comes. So yes, um, definitely highly recommend, again, that quick 2257 app. It's what I use I, every time I go to a content creation house. This is what I encourage people to use. If you are someone who attends content houses or has in the past, make sure you come with this on your phone. Most content houses are not supplying 2257 forms. They're not supplying um, photo releases, which also in the Quick 2257 app, there's a photo release option too. So consider these things when you're going into these spaces to, to make collab collaborative content. If you're you know, filming with a partner or filming with someone that you have trust with and you're just counting on them to always allow that content, that is one of the biggest things that goes south is that relationships end and they sour and now you're out of an entire library worth of content. So really important things that I want to stress to you guys because ultimately you're building a business. And when you think about your your business as a whole, I want you to remember the business as a whole that you're building is essentially your library of content. So you have to protect the usability of all of that library of content at all costs. One of the biggest mistakes I made as a creator was in my premium Snapchat era filming with so many other creators and everything was for trade and everything was collaborative. And there's a ton of that content I can no longer use any, like I was putting out a video a day back then on Snapchat and that's hundreds and hundreds of videos that I can't use anymore because there was no 257s happening, especially at these collaborative creator houses. So please learn from my mistakes, especially if you're new, you can, you can do this the right way from the beginning. So I highly, highly recommend that. Thank you so much, Melody. Um, all right, let me see here. We have some more questions coming in from DMs. So DM question, how do models make gifts for OnlyFans? I see a ton of models making their teaser clips, turning them into gifts. I was wondering how you do that. Most apps I tried looking for don't make them. So I haven't been posting gifts too frequently on OnlyFans right now. I have in the past, but um, one of the ways I make gifts is similar to what I described about the gaming thing. I will uh, make a boomerang as a story on uh, Instagram and then I will save it to my phone and then I'll post that to OnlyFans and it'll just be a boomerang. It'll, it'll work like a gift. Um, if you're talking about teasers, one of the ways you can do that is you can, if you're in CapCut app specifically, is you can shorten the video to the section you want as your teaser and then you can just duplicate it and duplicate it and duplicate it. So it's a video that plays as a gift. Um, and if you want it to balance back, like maybe play forward once, play in reverse once, you can facilitate that in CapCut as well. There are entire apps that turn videos into gifts. Um, Gift Maker app is one I've used in the past. I'm sure there's many others if you just search on your app store or um, Play, Play Store. A Gift Maker app or a GIF app, you're going to find tons of them that come up. So I would I would start there and uh, and create them that way. So I hope that helps to whoever submitted this. Um, another question, how do you make your vid loops? Oh, for gaming Twitter, 
Oh, similar question. So yeah, that for the, my gaming Twitter, I've only ever done it through Instagram boomerangs because they're, it's just easy to do when I'm about to hop online and I just save them. And you can also make them. So if you click on the boomerang icon, once you've filmed one, you can change if you want it to be slower, if you want it to be faster, et cetera. So you can tweak them a little bit. So that's, I find Instagram story filming to be just so simple because filters there. I don't have to edit it. I can make it into a GIF right off the bat and I can post it. So if it's anything safe for work, I typically will facilitate through there just for the ease of use. Okay, so we've got one more question coming from DM. Can you ask her to give tips tips or make a video using OBS stream on multiple platforms at once to maximize earnings? That would be a great video. I'll add that to my list of video uh, for course ideas and stuff. But um, the, pla the platform I suggest creators use for multi-streaming, um, it's not OBS, but it's similar to OBS. It's a program called Restream, R-E-S-T-R-E-A-M. Um, technically, streaming adult content is a violation of their terms of service, so do this at your own risk, but it works. And I know a lot of major players and major companies that do this with no issue. That's why I've done it with no issue before. Um, but you can essentially set up Restream to be one OBS-like stream that goes to many um, and, and destinations. So you can be streaming to many platforms all at once from one single stream. So again, that platform's called Restream. I'd have to make a full video on how to set it up. Um, but I know if you are on a cam platform that allows multi-streaming, this would be a really good option for you. And then also, even if like you wanted to just do like your free OnlyFans page and to your paid OnlyFans page so that you could do it once on like, one actual stream, this would be a great option for you. But also remember, a lot of these cam sites now allow for like mobile streaming or, or cell phone streaming. You also do like one stream off your phone or one stream off your laptop if this is too complex for you. Um, I know a lot of creators that see a lot of success with that. And if you are going to do different, like a cell phone stream and a laptop stream, not using a program like Restream, a great way to do that where it doesn't feel complicated to the viewer or to the fans watching is to gamify the streams against each other. So say that you have, you know, people watching on your free page and you don't want to give too much because they're free page users and not subscribers. So then you have people watching from your VIP page who obviously pay a subscription and are seeing this stream. So you want them to see more stuff. What you could do is you could set a goal for X tip amount um, for the free page stream and then um, maybe a smaller goal for the paid stream because they're already paying subscribers. And you could try to make them race. Whoever gets the tip goal first gets the show. And you can kind of play them against each other to gamify both streams and to encourage um, monetization and revenue flow. So just a just a thought, you can do restream and do one stream to multiple destinations, but you could also stream off a phone and a laptop. Um, it's going to take more bandwidth. You have to have good internet for that. And then you can gamify both streams against each other in different kinds of ways. So just a thought. Okay, I think that answers everyone. Let me just see. We've got creators, spicy tea. Let me add you as a speaker. You have the mic, love. Hi, thank you so much. Um, so I had a question that might be a little bit different. Um, so I am kind of the same as you. I have found it so much more fulfilling to be helping creators and I'm kind of beginning to mentor and I had a question for you because I feel like you can absolutely answer this. Sure, what's up? How on earth do you balance between this huge community you've built with sex work CEO and creation? Because I create full time and I'm taking this on at the same time. And I'm just having a tiny bit of a time and a half finding that healthy balance. Yes. 
So I I don't know that I have a healthy balance <laughs> in any aspect of my life, if I'm being honest. Um, it's kind of in my nature to do everything through extremes. That's for just kind of my DNA, to be honest. Um, so take this with a grain of salt because everyone's going to be super different. Mm-hmm. If my advice I know can come across as the wrong solution for a lot of people that like it's going to lead to burnout and it's going to make you insane because it's only what works that's all i can speak to you mm-hmm. but i i'm a full-time creator as well so i actually create a brand new video on my only fans every single day so i also put out an extreme amount of content on on the adult side and that's just for the strategy that i i like to use but the way that this works for me and the only reason it does work for me is because i've built out the support to make it work for me. So on the Mulder side, I have two personal systems um, that help me facilitate, facilitate scheduling content, writing the copies of my posts, um, what them I approve, and also help with my deliverable. Like if a fan is buying panties, making sure that gets created and delivered. If a fan uh, want to hit custom video, tracking that and putting it in to my tasks for the day to make sure I get that custom created and sent. Uh, so I have a team on Mulder's side of two and on Sexpress Leo's side, I have a team of one, which is brand my cover, who's essentially a team of 10. Because he's so, <laughs> uh, so really, I think the answer to how to do more things is to leverage other people's time. And unfortunately, to get to that point, you need the resources. Mm-hmm. So it becomes kind of a balancing act of growing your adults, especially for this specific space. So like being an adult creator, wanting to get into any mentorship or coaching, you have to make sure that your adult creator business is built large enough where it can sustain that some of those resources go into building your next business, um, which would be the consulting side of things. So the, the the two part answer that I would give is like build up your adult stuff big enough so that it can help fund and cash flow research wise the microchip stuff. And also without having done that, that also or what Rick having done that, it lends your new business venture of being a consultant more yeah, because it's been growing that process. So, so that would be my my advice for sure. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I will kind of say I think we are a little bit the same of workaholics. <laughs> um, and I also before I let you go, I wanted to thank you very much because when I started about a year ago, you personally helped me out with some very tough questions. And I just wanted to say how important you are to the community and how absolutely appreciated you are. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I don't, I don't remember. What's your, I don't, I want to know what you like. <laughs> that's okay. It was on a different account. Definitely not this one. <laughs> well, I'm so glad I can help you. Okay. Thank you so much. And thank you for answering the question. I appreciate you. Of course. Of course, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, what a what a way to end this space. You guys always melt my little heart. You guys, you guys kill me. Thank you guys. Um, adore all of you. This was so unexpected, but um, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm gonna start to wrap this up. Um, please thank you for everyone that joined. Please remember that all of these spaces are turned into blog posts later in the week. So if you are ever listening and you want to, you know, want to take notes or catch up on anything. You can always head over to sexworkseo.com and go to our blogs. And then you can see that we've taken all the notes for you. We know a lot of people tuning in um, learn different ways. So we're trying to really pump out the courses here in the near future to get those visual learners covered and push out the written version on the blog so that we get the um, more reading-based learners covered. So, um, And then hopefully these spaces cover the, the audible listeners. So uh, you can always head there instead of taking notes during the space to get the written version of everything we discuss. 
Um, so next week will be more lecture-based again. I'm not sure what the topic's going to be. I'm actually going to dig into some of your tw Twitter replies just to make sure I can pull a topic that's something you guys are really curious about. All the information we do share here is free because I do believe in this idea that the more financially successful of creators we can make, the more resources we'll have as a community to do powerful things like lobby Congress, impact policy, organize, and help as many creators as humanly possible. So thank you guys for tuning in. It would be absolutely incredible if you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review. We want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible, and you taking a second to leave a couple stars in a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much. Assembly 4 are a collective of sex workers and technologists working to bring the overall cost of advertising down for sex workers through their ad platform, Trist.link. Educate clients through the Good Client Guide and much more. Assembly 4 caters to all genders and demographics and raises funds for organizations to fight for sex workers' rights, the decriminalization of sex work, and against exploitation in the sex industry. Learn more at the website assembly4.com for the word, not the number.